Hello and welcome to Inside the Folder, a podcast that takes a look at a series of shorts I created called The Steel Dossiers. I am your host, Francesco Di Francesco. Today's podcast is about a legend of a lost species, a link between man and beast. For centuries, he lived in hiding. Yes, this podcast is about Bigfoot. Well, it's actually about the, the first episode of the Steel Dossiers, the first short, I should say, of the Steel Dossiers, which is called The Call of Bigfoot. Uh, however, before I get into the actual short itself, let me do a little brief sort of synopsis, not synopsis, but more of a little kind of dip your toe in the water, um, talking about the myth, the legend, the folklore of Bigfoot. Uh, there, There is many, many articles, newspapers, uh, videos, extensive research done on Bigfoot. Uh, what I'm going to do is just scratch the surface, um, dip, like I said, dip the toe in the water of all the, of everything Bigfoot, because if I were to cover it, this would be, I would say, a, a who knows how long of a podcast. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to scratch the surface, so to speak, about the Bigfoot lore. Uh, and then hopefully if you are interested, you can dive in more because when you type in Bigfoot, everything comes up. And when I say everything, I mean everything. All right. So Bigfoot also commonly referred to as Sasquatch, which Sasquatch comes from the Salish Saskets. I hope I pronounced that right. Meaning wild man. Uh, Bigfoot is a large, hairy, human-like creature who lives in the northwestern United States and western Canada. Bigfoot is the North American counterpart of the Himalayan region's mythical monster, the Abomino Snowman, which is also known as the Yeti. However, in many different regions throughout the world, they have their variations of uh, a large, hairy, human-like creature. Um, in um, Here's a little interesting one. In the Vietnam War, there was what was referred to as rock apes, where the military will be in the, the thick of the jungle, and all of a sudden rocks will be thrown at them. And when they looked, they saw that the people throwing them at them were uh, were large, hairy, and human-like. So you have the rock apes in like the Vietnam kind of area, and, and in Australia, it's known as the Yowie, and then so forth in different regions all over the world. Uh, there has been a vast number of visual sightings, alleged photographs, filmings, hair samples, just a, a wide range of um, evidence, I'll say, that have contributed to the legend of Bigfoot. However, however, uh, a British explorer by the name of David Thompson is sometimes credited with the first discovery of Sasquatch footprints in 1811. However, pre-1800s, Native American and indigenous Canadian folklore includes tales of animalistic hairy men stealing food and supplies. So who knows how far, oh, so who knows, I'm gonna do another shot. Uh, So who knows how far back Bigfoot actually goes with the stories and the tales. I mean, it's pretty extensive. It could go even further than, um, who knows, probably the 1500s, but the the earliest, it, it predates the 1800s. 
the best evidence I would say, and I think a lot of Bigfoot enthusiasts would agree, uh, so far, so far I'll say the best evidence is what is known as the Patterson-Gimlin film. This is famous footage. Uh, I'm sure everybody's seen it. It has been parodied and everything. Uh, this footage was shot in 1967 in Northern California and on frame 352 is alleged to depict a female Bigfoot. Uh, till this day, it has been subjected to many attempts to authenticate or debunk it, and it hasn't done either. No one can uh, prove it and no one can debunk it. However, it is kind of interesting because it is a female Bigfoot and there are male Bigfoots, so there has to be children Bigfoot somewhere. Uh, like a whole Bigfoot family, that would be, that would be interesting to see. Um, but moving on. Like many other mythical creatures, Bigfoot does have a large presence in pop culture, ranging from films uh, such as Harry and the Hendersons, The Missing Link, two films I would highly suggest uh, taking a look at. I enjoy both of them. Harry and the Hendersons is more of a comedy. Well, they're both comedies, but Harry and the Henderson is a 1980s live action film, and The Missing Link is a 2019 stop motion film. Both great, both uh, good about Bigfoot there. Uh, there's been like Bigfoot's been in TV. There's toys, music, mascots, and um, here's something. Here's something <laughs> that I discovered. There's even a theater musical called Sasquatched. Uh, I haven't seen it. I would love to see this. This would be one of those. I'm not a big musical person, but this is one of those shows that I would go and see. Um. I think that sums it up for Bigfoot for like just scratching the surface. Like I said, there's there's many different, many different everything about Bigfoot. So if, if you want to dive in more, I highly suggest diving into it. Uh, this is just a little kind of Kickstarter if you are interested and uh, how the myth uh, if you are interested in where the myth is at this point or the folklore or like any other, there's been many footages, many, <laughs> there are a lot of footages that I saw where you see like an ape-like creature and, um, and yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just extensive. So I, I hope I summed it up quite well, uh, for everybody listening. And before I get into the short, I'm going to take this to uh, a little sort of ad break so here's the ad break is caffeine not providing the same punch as it used to maybe you need to feel a little bit more elite but not too elite get the almost elite films mug Alrighty, welcome back uh so now I'm going to get into the first episode. The first, I, I don't like calling these episodes, so let me correct myself. The first short in the Steel Dossier series, which is called The Call of Bigfoot. Uh, so the short starts off with the Steel Dossier intro video, which I went over in the first podcast. If you want to listen to that and me go and me go, I spoke like Bigfoot, Bigfoot, me do this. No, Um if, if you want to check out the first podcast, I go in depth about the intro, uh, filming that intro. Check it out if you are interested. Uh, then it goes into the title card of the short itself. Now, each short has a title card and is unique to the short film. I have uh, in the title card, I have a silhouette that I think would work 
work best that would de depict the short along with uh, matching font. So for instance, if you look at the Bigfoot title card, there's a silhouette of Bigfoot on the left, and then the font kind of looks Bigfooty. Uh, so I do that in all the episodes, in all the in all the shorts of the Steel Dossiers uh, currently, and obviously it, it fits each, you know, each short that I do it on. Along with, uh, um, in season one, uh, I did have a voiceover where I, where I would say, tonight's episode and then say the title of the short and then after after season one was done I didn't like that because you know like I said I didn't want to call these episodes so in season two I actually changed it to um say uh in season two I, I do say tonight's case file and then i say the name that way um i i find it better saying it tonight's case file as opposed to uh tonight's episode because it it, it kind of makes it more case filey uh, like you're actually opening up one of steel's folders uh as well these title cards are influenced by classic black and white films they would have just a title card uh, where it's just like a regular background with an image over top and like just the font and uh, that's kind of that's kind of referencing those films, and that's about it. I can't really talk much about those card title cards. They just change. That's that's all it is. Once it gets to season two, I'll I'll say this is the first short where I say tonight's case file. But uh, once I get there, I'll, I'll 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 mention it. But for now, it's just the call of Bigfoot. And uh, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, I had a Bigfoot costume, and I wanted to use it. And I didn't want to make a typical on the hunt for Bigfoot or a horror film uh, with Bigfoot as the monster. I wanted to put a twist on it. And that, and um, I thought, why not have a film noir detective that goes on the hunt for the supernatural, for the science fiction, and he looks for Bigfoot. And that's where everything kind of clicked together. And I also kind of wanted to have a bit of humor to it. Uh, so that's why it's called the call of Bigfoot simply because Bigfoot has a distinct sort of yell. Um, you, you know what? I'll, maybe I'll put it in here if I have the sound effect. So here's the yell. Uh, if, if it's just blank and you don't hear anything, that means I lost the sound effect, but he, he kind of has a, a, a distinct yell and I thought it'd be interesting to call it the call of Bigfoot and then have a little spin on that in the episode itself where it's not Bigfoot's actual voice coming out. He actually, a little spoiler alert here, he actually calls me over the phone and plays a prank with uh, Arthur Steele. But I knew in order to bring Bigfoot to life, I needed to do two things, which was have a footprint in the ground of Bigfoot, a Bigfoot footprint, and then a molding of that footprint. Um, so I... Uh, so how do I want to do this? So yeah, okay, I need those two things. Bigfoot's footprint and then the molding of the cast of the footprint to bring this this series, this little short to life. And my sister's an artist. And uh, what, what we did is when we went to uh, the location to film where Steele discovers the the footprint in the ground, my sister actually went into went on the ground and, and uh, 
did a did a foot in the ground. What's hilarious is we didn't bring any sort of like shovels or equipment to use uh, to make that foot. So my sister just grabbed a stick uh, that she could find around and kind of just marked it out and dug up a little bit of the dirt. We did the two of the of the the footprints. That way, it looks like it was walking. Uh, looking back on it, uh, I'm I'm I was thinking, you know what. Uh, Bigfoot wouldn't his foot wouldn't have moved like the twigs out of the way it would have crushed him but again we didn't have equipment so we just moved the twigs out of the way and made the foot that way and then for the molding of the cast uh we obviously didn't do the mold direct from direct from the ground my sister we we just got clay from the dollar store and keep in mind this is cheap clay and uh, my sister just molded the foot, just a giant foot, out of the clay that we got. Unfortunately, uh, that uh, footprint prop didn't uh, survive as because, like I said, dollar store clay. If you want something to survive, don't get dollar store clay because it was cracking up. You can even see it in, this, in the, the short film itself that the foot was actually sort of starting to break apart um and that was like at least two days after it dried so it was starting to break apart so i quickly had to film this before like one of the toes far up fell apart or like it just broke in half so that's why you see when i'm holding it i'm holding it very delicate delicate i can't say delicately oh look there it is again maybe i should have that in every episode you know where i where i'm trying to say a word it doesn't come out then it comes out uh anyways moving on so those those are the two props i needed not props but the two things i needed to bring bigfoot to life uh if you look at the desk i know i touched upon the desk in the first episode but i said i'm gonna bring this up if you look at the desk on the desk there is also a gun that arthur Steele never uses it just sits there there's his black book which actually has drawings in it and in this short you actually see him writing and writing in his black book as well there's other easter eggs in here in there because like i said my sister is an artist i had her draw like a proton pack in there and i had her draw the gates of gozer because you know i love ghostbusters there's a reference in there you don't see it in this short and uh you you, you don't see it yet in any of the shorts that i've done but it could eventually pop up and uh right beside steel is his trusty old uh, detective hat so that's what's on the desk um, I will say, <laughs> here's, here's a little funny tidbit. So I knew film noir, film noir, you had to have some sort of alcohol. The detective has to be drinking some sort of alcohol. And, uh, in real life, I don't drink, I don't actually drink, but what I do pull out in this episode, cause I, I do a joke of, I was starting to, uh, I do the joke in the, in the short where I say, um, I was going to work on the case of the crystal skull. Because the crystal skulls is an actual thing. There's about 12 or 13 of them. And uh, so far, I think there's only about 10 that have been found. Uh, but Dan Aykroyd made a vodka called the crystal skull. And I, I did that joke. I was, I was going to start the case of the crystal skull and pull out the, the vodka. And I was going to pour, pour, start pouring it into a glass. Uh, but uh, I didn't simply because, like I said, I don't drink, and that is actual alcohol. That's an actual Crystal Skull vodka um, bottle from when it first originally came out. I had that since 20, 
10, 2011. And I've never opened it. And I, I, it's hilarious. There's a story that goes with it because at the time you couldn't get it in Canada because the bottle's in the shape of a human remains. It's a skull. And um, I remember one of my uncles was going to go down to the States and he goes, oh, you want anything? I said, yeah, can you bring me back one of these bottles? Because, you know, I'm a fan of Dan Aykroyd's and I went... Oh, I'm a fan of Dan Aykroyd and a fan of the supernatural science fiction and it's a crystal skull. It's a double win. So I said, yeah, bring me one back. And he goes, okay, when I go, I'll bring you one. You know, over time, he he, he didn't go and then they eventually brought it to Canada. Um, the vodka, they, they actually started selling it here in stores. Well, not all the stores, but the liquor store. And uh, when I saw it, I bought it right away in the original box and everything and then because my uncle didn't know he came back from the states and he bought one for me as well so i actually have two that have never been open since 2010 2011 and uh that's i used it as a prop i go to about to open the bottle in this in this um short but then i'm stopped quickly because a uh, um, envelope that says bigfoot on it lands on steel's desk this is the first of many times where you will see my sister's arm make an appearance in the shorts. Um, she eventually does a character. I'm not going to say when. She'll probably be on one of these episodes when the character comes up. Uh, but yeah, it, it stops me from opening the bottle. So that bottle is still fresh. And don't worry, there was no tape on any of the boxes itself. So it's a win-win situation there. Anyways, uh, so, I, um, so the envelope lands on the desk. And inside is a makeshift map. I didn't have any kind of old school looking map. Looking back on it again, I should have like burned the edges, burned it to make it look a little more uh, time period-y or like exciting. But it wasn't too much focus on the map. It was just to say like, oh, Bigfoot's in Keystone Gardens. And Keystone Gardens there is actually uh, a piece of the Beltline Trail, which is here in Toronto. And where I am, it's 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 a piece that's closer to my house here. And um, where I am is just off. It's, it's just like the bush off the main path. Uh, on one side is the main path, which sometimes we had to cut because people were walking by or a, a cyclist would go by. And on the other side is uh, houses and the school. And luckily, I, I knew right away to I don't want any sound. I can always just dub the sound over with uh, background noise. Because uh, there was kids playing basketball, and all you all you hear is like, "Hey, shoot the ball!" and all that stuff. So that was kind of interesting uh, and fun to do because it's it's off the path. Some people were looking like, "What's going on?" Uh, th this here, this short is the introduction of Arthur Steele's most prized gun, uh, which he's named Sally. Now Sally's hilarious because I work at an escape game. And in these escape games, I always name something Sally or I have a girlfriend named Sally, which I have to have a date, which is why we need to escape. But um, but yeah, so I always bring up Sally and I thought it'd be great little fun little reference for me to name my gun Sally. And uh, yeah, well, name the Arthur Steele to name his gun Sally. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's why the guns named Sally. And I just, I just, I just find it hilarious. So on the third call of uh, the call of Bigfoot here, I say, 
listen here you daisy keep on calling me and they're going to be picking iron out of your liver this is actually a quote not a, i wouldn't say word per word but this is actually a little reference to the, the 1941 the maltese falcon where the character by the name of william cook says keep on riding me and they're going to be picking iron out of your liver and I just thought that was a great line to say, especially after the third call where, you know, somebody's been prank calling Arthur Steele and he needs to, um, you know, on the third time, lay down the law. And that's what he does. And then the ending, which is um, which is like I mentioned before in the first podcast was the first scene I ever filmed for this series. I actually found a working, it actually works, um, phone booth that's around my area. And I went in and I filmed it. And I actually filmed at this phone booth before for the intro, one of the intro scenes, uh, one of the intro bits for Enchanted Mafia uh, Dark City. It's actually the same payphone that I used. And um, I, okay, so I did a Bigfoot short film but the only thing in here that you see a Bigfoot is his hand. And I thought about that. And I went, do I show the whole costume or do I just use like a piece? Because then I went, well, if I'm in the bush near a path and there's people walking around and they see some guy dressed up as Bigfoot, like they're going to like what's going on here and get stopped and all this kind of thing. And, and I don't I didn't want that. So I went, how can I film around that? but still have Bigfoot and keep the mystery of Bigfoot as well. And I went, you know what? It has to be the phone call where you see just his hand drop the phone down and he laughs. That's actually my laugh. That's just dubbed with effects to make it sound a little bit more like monstrous. And uh, that's that's what I did with Bigfoot. And to be quite honest, you know, this will probably not be the last time you hear about Bigfoot in this series. I don't know when Bigfoot would come back, but I always like to bring back other characters in this series to make it a little bit more fun. That's about it for this sort of first episode. Um, what else am I going to get in detail with for this? Oh, my sister recorded. Oh, I will say uh, with the recordings of everything, I shot everything in black and white because I like it all in black and white. And I've been using my phone, my cell phone, which is just a Galaxy 10, 10E. I think it's a Galaxy 10E. And I've just been using that. And it works wonders. I think the shots I've gotten and everything, everything I've loved and uh, every everything I do on this series is it's the resources I have and how can I utilize them as opposed to going, I want to do this. Now I need to buy that. No, no. I like doing what resources do I have? Maybe there might be one thing I need to get one or two things for specific reasons, but that's about it. That's about it for um, the call of Bigfoot. So now it goes into the end credits and the end credits still has the title cards and uh, it just flashes over, uh, you know, starring, blah, 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 all the credits. But I wanted to do a little fun credits for Arthur Steele, for the Steele dossiers. And then this one, you, you actually see it where Bigfoot is as himself. Bigfoot plays himself, where technically it was me playing myself. Oh, here's a little tidbit, uh, just, just a little bit behind the scenes stuff. When we were filming the phone booth scene, 
my sister found a little faint, so she had to like sit down. So we we stayed in that area. She sat down for a good thirty to forty minutes, and I made sure she didn't pass out. But she but then she eventually felt a little better, and and then we made it on our way. But getting back to the credits here, yeah, I just wanted to do a little bit of fun stuff. You'll see in other shorts, I I do play around with the credits in other ones. And uh, and then it ends off with because um, it, it was it was uh, my sister and I starting this. We kind of wanted to have our own sort of little little film studio sort of thing. So we named it Frank Diana Fun Studios. Uh, she wants to call it Frank Diana Film Studios, but I think Frank Diana Fun Fun Studios is um, is a little bit more fun because we had fun doing it. And uh, we just took took the initials FDF Studios, and that was that was it. I just made a little short um, logo for it, and that was that was that. Uh, that's about it. I'll say that's about it for this podcast. That's about it for the call of Bigfoot. I hope you enjoyed this uh, this second episode. Wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this, feel free to give it a thumbs up subscribe join uh smile do a smile my soul will feel a smile uh leave a comment all those kind of fun things and uh before i go off uh before i go off (laughs) and before i sign off um as bigfoot would say believe in yourself especially when no one else will